Hi, I'm Cornell. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem. And welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where three hair whipping, heel strutting Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottom, bottom job. <laughs> I love that for us. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh man, back together. Welcome, Destiny's Child. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what I'm realizing, though? The hair whipping and heel striking thing is like a very much still accurate. So I'm glad, we, I'm glad we started with that. Yeah. <laughs> True, true, true. I mean, really didn't work because Lavin ain't got no real hair. So we. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see this because honestly, everybody was sitting, everybody locks I thrive. I was sitting with the center pods. <laughs> yeah, we pods. Yeah, we look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I soon touch up the color online actually. I would feel like Cosmo washed the other day. Um, so. Probably not the next time I go to the salon, but the time after that, I'm gonna do a touch up so that that you know that nice aquamarine color that I that I'm supporting right now can you know. But as we do what we do, okay. As we do what we do, how you doing, Kareem? The girls ain't see you in a minute. What's that? Child, Kareem is in the trenches. Um, of dissertation writing and so I feel like I don't know I feel like all the things that people talk about dissertation this is where it, be, it starts to feel true because up until now it's just like you know if you pace yourself it won't be so difficult you know if you just do what you gotta do it's only a requirement fuck all of that once once, <laughs> they, <laughs> once they set a, um, a deadline for you or one has been set because of circumstances and you have to push through I have been writing nonstop since um, since this week. Like I've been writing before, but I had a meeting with my dissertation chair and some things have been moving. So if you guys are praying, people pray for me. Um, some opportunities came up out of nowhere that I wasn't anticipating. Um, and it sounds good. So, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to push towards that. I got a, I secured a postdoc, which is good. Um, and a decent paying one as well with, you know, nice benefits and stuff. But sis can't start july if sis don't defend the dissertation by june and then so i was like oh i have until june 30th i'm gonna you know push it all the way out there one of my dissertation um committee members was just like well i'm not going to be available the whole month of june i'm taking a real vacation so you have until the end of may and i was just like she's like june 1st at best and i was just like oh shit so yeah um I literally just cra- drafted the email to send out the doodle poll for them to select the date. And I'm trying to push it as much as possible to that last week of May. So pray my strength. Um, I will be looking like a graduate student. <laughs> kind of. Actually, oh, I had go last. Cornell is our guest. Glenn Ryan, what going with you, friend? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, so home ownership, and I don't know where, but home ownership, <laughs> stressful. So, we've, so we finally have the 
property that we're going to be turning into our new office space that we're going to be sharing with Transwave. And, really? you know, we finally got to look at it, see what it be, see what it's giving, see what changes need to be made. So I am dealing with that. Um, and it's, I mean, the, the last part of this week has been particularly stressful. I don't know it was this week. So we did our event like last week. And then from that event, I went straight into a three-day training. And then, of course, back to work on Monday. So we did a little bit tired and stressful. So it was a long week. And this week was packed. Next week, it's probably going to be packed too. But I knew that this year was going to be, it was going to be requiring a lot of me professionally. So. And it's getting it to that part where it's getting demanding. So, yeah, it, it was, I wouldn't say a rough week, but it was a draining week. But outside of that, things are going good. My classes are almost done. Um, so we're wrapping that up um, so that I can properly prep my students for their exam. What kind of one in Barcelona Road? I hope none of them listening hear this. <laughs> But yeah, so it's it, it's the school stuff and it's the and it's the work stuff. I don't know. I'm gonna really have my life outside of that, except for my babies. You know, I, I got my babies that I need to be, you know, taking care of and holding down, making sure they are right. One of my babies um, has this lovely opportunity coming up, and I'm just hoping all goes well for them. And then, of course, the place open up back, so you know. But since that go back, I'm going to events them also more often. And also, sadly and unfortunately, I've not been gymming as much as I would like to, largely because of school and just when class times are, and then by halfway through the week, when things just never right. Um, so hopefully after I get over this hump, I'm going to get a new trainer because I have to get a new trainer and get back some discipline in my life so I can have my TV sitting, right? And I can have the body... They, you know, I not try it too much, but I just want to keep it snatched to keep it together just in case the people um, at the flags decide to, well, I eat the sinner girl, no more feet later for you. I say, well, my opportunities to get somebody who can put me up and take care of me is kind of here. You know, they're yes or right now, and I need it to be here. So I'm going to go back to investing in the vanity of me very, very soon. Also, I'm making plans for what I'm going to do for this birthday. It's not going to be as dramatic as the last one. Um, but, you know, I want to do my second and final tattoo. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay. I know Carnival, may I mention Carnival? Last, night, last time Carnival was the, was the, the, the main reason why I girl got ready up everybody. Well, so here's the thing. So one, the band that we did buy my carnival costume for, they're not doing the July carnival. Mm. Secondly, I never really did you know, the July carnival, so I got hot, like very hot. Like it's one thing we had a carnival in like, uh, you know, Easter, you still in spring, hot, but it's not so hot. I never really in you know, the summer July, the summer carnival vibe. So when Jamaica was like, oh no girl, we're not doing that. I was like, okay, that's fine, I'm good with it. So, I mean, my party's coming up because I love so far coming in after the day of pan art and top. So I'll just be doing like soccer parties and stuff like that. Big uh, up, big up, you know, Exodus and Carnival and, and, and whatever. Um, but I, I don't think I'll be doing that this year. I will watch from the sidelines, you know. Uh, but yeah, originally it was about that. But yeah, I guess after a while doing it, 
it's just become something I like doing. Also, self-care, all of that cute stuff, you know, clear the mind, all of that, you know, all of that something. Yeah, it, gym has just become a nice space where I don't have to think about work and life and all of that. So I kind of like it. Right. So we to kind of figure out already the kind of there, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Kelly to Kareem's Beyonce and my Michelle, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's back with us for a special reunion episode. Hi, Cornell Darling. Hi, thank you it's, for having it's, it's me. Doctor Gray. I mean, um, it's it's well, Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> for for the record, listeners, I'm sure would say I'm the Michelle in the group, but I appreciate getting the the killer role at least for today. <laughs> It was a it's good to be here. Lad got my chop. <laughs> <laughs> we had an episode where Kurt, where Glenn Roy claimed Michelle. I'm saying, look at me, I claim Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's oh. take it. <laughs> Kelly is out here, booed up and married. Um, maybe she married. Oh no, no I'm thinking of Sierra. No, she is definitely married. Miss Kelly Rowland is married. Okay, there you go. So I'll take it. I'm okay, come through. Empty who? What's up? How you doing? How you been? What you been up to? You are zoning out. So what's up? How how it go? Yeah, I've been good. Um, busy. I am done with school now, which is wonderful. Uh, finishing the PhD was a stressful process, but it's over. Um, I mean, similar to Kareem, I am. Wait, did Kareem mention the postdoc situation? I think he did. So yeah, I'm in a postdoc position right now and I'm on the market um, for a job. Surprisingly, I've had a few invites. So keeping fingers crossed that I get a job by the end of this season. Uh, yeah, but otherwise it's just a whole lot of work. Things are uh, starting to open back up in Canada, which is great because I'm trying to travel and I'm not trying to go through the whole um yeah COVID testing this and paying hella money I did get COVID over the holiday which was not fun they tell you shit like oh it's gonna be a mild a mild flu like you're young like you'll be fine it was not mild it was not fun so I hope y'all are still masking over there uh what else am I doing with my life yeah I mean I feel I think that's the, the gist of it. Um, what, what what did we call him on the podcast before? It was some day. I cannot believe I forgot the name. Oh, prosperity day. Prosperity day. Yes, the prosperity day is still very much around. Bad to um, bad. We love to. You know, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Cohabitation has been. Uh, an experience that's a good one <laughs> but um yeah things are are good things are good at my end what i can a single bitch be happy for a boot up bitch bad to bad so sorry no that's it i mean i have i've been uh it's been great to like listen to the episodes um, over the past, see, I don't even know how long it's been, but I'm really proud of you guys for uh, continuing to um, push and to celebrate the stories of, of different 
um, people I saw you on a list somewhere and I was just like damn y'all really out here doing the damn thing so congrats to you all um, I know uh, Emma and Lanville aren't here but yeah congratulations to, to all of you for telling the stories that need to be told thank you and I mean you know I'm like I always pick you up for one having the presence of mind and understanding the value of you know starting this podcast and, and putting us um in the space and, and and pushing this idea you were a driving force at the start um, and, and i think both me and Kareem will willingly admit it could not have been um the journey it's been without you so thank you so much and we gay who is back for this reunion episode and ho- hopefully is a bit more frequent you know we can get another <laughs> episode ever so often so we can Catch up, cause you got your fans who be asking me where you been, what's up, why he ain't on the podcast no more, all that <laughs> stuff. So you know, this is this is lovely, this is nice. I'm glad to say take that yeah, take that one way with you on prosperity. I'm gonna tell you some of that, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like some of the people out there. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> um, and this lady was like, "More marriages, please! More marriages." Oh, Chad, we're okay. Well, I'm not gonna. That's a whole nother one thing. That one step at a time. That's all. I'll, I'll see about that. But okay, fair. fair, we'll fair. Uh, so shall we get into this week's topic? Sure. Um. Yeah. So I guess I wanted to talk to y'all about uh, changing relationship. Uh, dynamics as queer people. Uh, I know it's something that's been uh, the focus of a lot of like millennial focused like TV shows fairly recently. So I'm thinking about uh, Insecure in in particular. I mean, I don't about well, girlfriends. I don't. I'm not sure if it would be considered millennial. Um, but even how some of the, the relationships changed um, in shows like Pose, right? Like you might start out being super close with someone and then you're not so close anymore or like friendships uh, dissolve or somebody did like before you end up um, becoming close. You have a better understanding of that person over time. And, you know, as we are moving towards our thirties, well, some of us are out of the turn 30, but, um, <laughs> but I mean, again, okay. like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm just like curious to maybe, like, how have you been navigating the, the the shifting nature of, you know, friendships and relationships over time? And, like, how do you uh, maintain a certain kind of commitment to each other, even though you might not necessarily be living in the same city anymore, kind of thing? Right? Like, what are some of the, the strategies that you use? I mean, especially with COVID, right? You might not be able to see certain people as often as you'd like. Um, so how are people kind of, like, navigating that process? And how do you, like, say goodbye to, to, a, to a long-standing friendship, potentially, right? Like, I imagine that's a hard thing to do. Oh, gosh, I don't think... Well, that's the thing. I don't really break up with my friends. That's it. I mean, unless... I, I mean, if it's a breakup, then it's a cut-off. I'm feeling mm. like a cut-off and a breakup are two different something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, potentially. So, I, I mean, if I think about a cut-off... I think there, there have been, 
friend or people in the past that, you know, used to be my friend and then maybe something happened and I just decided that, you know what? I don't need this anymore. And I just cut off communication. Um, we might see each other out and it's, it's a high, it's a, it's a wave at a distance kind of thing. Cause I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit too old to be beefing with nobody, but much as um, me and somebody where I mean, I always mean some words. I'm mean, afraid to go to the ground with a soul. If if things don't work out, they just don't work out, and I don't need to be angry about it. I don't need to be mad about it. It just didn't work out. I want to stop talking. I have, I mean, I don't know if it's a gift or a curse. I just have this capacity to accept whatever changes come within the friendships that I have. So there may be people that I used to see daily, talk to a lot, and then for one reason or another, one either one, I don't see them as often, or just two, we just no longer speak. And it's just, well, if I know inside of me, there's no negativity there, then when we see each other, it's a good key. And if we never see each other again, well, if it didn't end on bad terms, then I wish you well. And if it did end on bad terms where well, you no longer exist within my space. I and mean, it's very easy for me to compartmentalize and say, all right, we're not friends anymore. I don't need to talk mm-hmm. about you. I don't need to spew venom. And if that is what you're doing, that's your business. Unless it gets to a point where you're messed with other things, then the demon comes out. But right. we prefer that not to happen because I don't like when my demon side comes out. It's not nice. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I still think about it some more, but I, I think because I'm responding to the same vibe part, I really don't have a lot of those moments. And I think yeah. about um, even like my birthday party, my surprise birthday party last year, like I was pleased to see how many different groups of friends were in the room, how many different groups of people uh, sent videos um, and, and they put it together. It was really lovely to kind of, see the way in which I've been able to nurture those relationships in different ways and, and sometimes find a way to carve out time for all of the people in my life that matter. Um, so, yeah. And I guess just a quick follow-up question. Um, so let's say you stop talking to someone for whatever reason. Are, does it ever get like awkward or complicated if you have mutual friends in terms of, let's say you did stuff together usually and now, so-and-so not talking to each other so like how does has that been an issue at all i mean i'm thinking about like more recent a more recent situation i mean my friends i mean that's the thing i can literally coexist with somebody who used to be my friend that's no longer my friend that's in the same space with me so if so if if it's not an event or or a thing or an outing or whatever that's about me we can be there, we don't keep fine. Like, we're big people. Um, but if it's my thing, my friend just knows that don't bring you to my thing because I'm my thing. If I wanted you there, I, you would be there. The fact that you're not there says enough, right? And, and, and that's what it is. Um, and so I think my friends kind of understand that. And I, I also, because sometimes it's more so me that is the person in the middle when people go sorrow. I am usually, I am shockingly, even though, yes, I am a certified mediator, which is something I don't talk about a lot because I got that last year. Yeah. 
shocking them off of contents in those kinds of positions when we try to balance things. I have those very upfront conversations with people about where they are with certain people and giving other people grace and facilitating dialogue and stuff like that. So um, I know what my boundaries are and I know what other people's boundaries are and I know how to very openly say to a person, all right, you're having this thing. Can this person come? Can this person not come? Or we just choose not to bring them because it's just not for the best. And if my other friend wants to be upset with the fact that I'm still friends with the person, they're not, that is for them. It's because he's friends with Toronto and nobody's going to dictate who I continue to be friends with. Because at that point, you're controlling me. And I don't do well with control. Not okay. like that. Not like that. <laughs> um, what, what about you, Kareem? Um, it's a lot. So friendships for me have, when I, when I think about some of the friendships I've had, they've very much been kind of like these one-sided things where it's like, you know, somebody considers you their friend, but you're like, uh, I don't know if I'd necessarily consider you my friend in the same way that you consider me your friend. Um, and I find it a lot in like relationships where I'm not where the, the other person, like a heterosexual person, for example, because they could come to me and talk to me about anything, but I don't necessarily feel that same level of like openness and, um, and, 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 and um, the invite is not as strong. Um, but when I think about just like friendships that kind of fizzle out or die out, I don't have a lot of those because I've been one, well, one, I don't necessarily have friendships that matter that much for me. So for example, and I've told like um, F5 this all the time, like, I have struggled to, for years, and I still struggle to kind of replicate the kind of friendship and the level of kinship and friendship that I established with Cornell, Jeremy, Javon, and Corey um, from high school. And I've kind of like given up on that because I'm just like, that's a rare find that you're not going to be able to like just easily replicate in that, in that sense. And what I appreciate about that friendship is that I feel like we've, for the most part, matured at the same time so it wasn't at least for me it wasn't always like this awkward like tension or or things that could potentially lead to like the death of that friendship like for example I'm thinking about another friendship where when I felt myself changing or getting into a different headspace I felt the need to sit that person down to say hey this is happening I value you as a friend um I'm letting you know that the things that we used to do don't necessarily excite me and I don't enjoy it anymore and so I guess for the sake of our friendship, I just want to put that out. It's like a courtesy call, so to speak. Um, whereas with F5, I never really had to sit any one of them down in particular to say, hey, I'm growing up now, bitch turning 30. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, I don't enjoy just going to parties. Can we balance it out? Can we go to the museum? Can we do this? Can we do that? Because that was already there. And it wasn't hard to have those conversations. Even at the point where we... Um, where well, we needed to have conversations like that, it didn't feel as daunting as it did with other um, group of friends. So I never really had to think about that sense of like cultivating that friendship or something because it just felt like it it did it for me or maybe just by us being and existing and interacting with each other, we kind of did that for ourselves. Like it was like an iron sharpening iron type of situation, um, which is something that I think I take for granted. Like for example, if I don't talk to Cornell for weeks, the moment we get on the phone, the moment we say, okay, let's schedule a catch up, it's as if we didn't really skip a beat. You know what I'm saying? It's not this awkward, like, so what's been happening in your neck of the woods? Or how have you been? Like, it it didn't feel like we lost touch with each other. Whereas I, I can 
think about other friendships where if you're like, oh, let's catch up, there's just always like this awkward dead silence. And you're like, um, okay, all right, well, this was cute. See you later. Um, but that inter- that piece is interesting though. Like that final goodbye conversation. I don't think I've ever had, and I feel like that's a very mature conversation to have. Like, hey, you know, we just don't work anymore. Um as friends, you know, I love you. I wish you all the best, but this doesn't work. That's a very, I've never ha- experienced that. Yeah, but, all right, but I, I, sorry to jump in here because I, I, that notion of the goodbye, is it even necessary? Like, so mm. that's it for me. Like, is it a thing that we need to do? <laughs> like, because if you feel like things are changing, I mean, of course, I, I can imagine that if it's a friend that, you really, really care about, you're really, really close with, and you kind of start to feel them slipping away. Is the conversation, does it start at the point of, uh, well, we're slipping away by, or is it, how do mm. we build back? So, and if you've had that build back conversation and then, then nothing happens, I don't need to be saying, well, girl, let's go out to lunch and wrap it up with a bow. Like, that's not necessary. We'll slip away, we'll slip away, and we'll move, we'll move on and we see each other. I want to say, hey, girl, how it's been? been a good time. All right, big up yourself, bye. Uh-huh. But we're one time in the party and move. So I guess, I guess for me, I don't necessarily see certain things as necessary because if we if there if it was worth saving one of us would have tried saving it and if we tried to save it and it wasn't saved then we just keep it pushing and i was sitting down with no big no no big asterisks my dear well girl swan song time no girl i don't have time for that well i guess it depends i mean if you because like for me i'm thinking about for people like myself where clarity sometimes is a need for me or like just being I don't like necessarily making assumptions about situations, whether it's like a, a um, romantic relationship or just like a friendship. Like I love having all the facts. So sometimes it's not necessarily goodbye, but it's also like getting clarity. Like we good, like what's going on? Like, how did we end up here? Is this something that, and then I think for me, gauging their response is just like, all right, well, I don't necessarily need to invest much more effort into this. or I don't necessarily need to take this any further because where you're clearly not that invested or uh, right but that's the check-in that's what i'm saying so i get the check-in goodbye kind of sound like in my mind you can't tell a person goodbye if the check-in never happened right mm. and so because if you are telling the person goodbye and the check-in never happened you the fucked up person i'm sorry because you never did even give the person the opportunity. That means that friendship never mattered as much to you as either they thought it did or you thought it did. And you just say, well, girl, bye. Because they didn't give them an opportunity to see. It. So the checking in, of course, absolutely. And then depending on how that goes, you decide it. But to me, goodbye follows that. But yeah. maybe you would, maybe, you know, some people are unilateral that way. And some people would be like, well, I'm not feeling it more. So let's go and have a tea and let me tell you that it's over. And anybody do me that. Like I said, girl, we could have did save time and I could have did save my money. Then we are, we are got this spot right here, wasting money to you, for you to just tell me something you could tell me over text. Is mm-hmm. that <laughs> Have you been navigated that before? Cool, no? Yeah, mm-hmm. like that kind of like changing dynamic or uh yeah so there's there's two things i want to respond to so you're literally right we, we don't usually have this whole like goodbye production thing or whatever um but for me i think i want to honor 
uh, my friendships in the way that I would like a kind of like romantic relationship. Because I think we put so much into those, um, but we don't always uh, in like go through the same process of like closure potentially in terms of like like what like what do we do now? The the build back piece is interesting to me because one of the things I thought about is like what if both of you are trying to get back to a certain place of closeness, but like based on where you are in your life, like it's just like not, it's not clicking in the same way. Um, Cause I do wonder if sometimes we maintain certain relationships because we've been friends for a long time and not necessarily because we have uh, shared interest in um, a given, in the kind of like present moment. Um, but yeah, there there have been, so I guess one, I don't have a lot of like friends to begin with. I've only, I've had to terminate sounds like too strong of a word, but I, I had to end a, a friendship with someone because of some things that were being um, said. And so we parted ways for a very long time. And then, you know, a while back, after a certain period, we were able to like have a conversation about these are the things, these are the reasons why I was hurt in a, in a certain kind of way and we're able to to work through that. But I mean, it's stuff like that is sad because you're used to having people in your life in a certain way. And when that goes south, it, it sucks. Oh, I'm not saying anybody's names, um, but <laughs> at least not an area we aren't gonna, we aren't doing that kind of thing. But yeah, I guess I'm just like, I don't know, losing friendships suck, I think. Um, and it can be hurtful. Um, but have have you ever felt that you've like outgrown people, even though you've like you want to make it work, but it's just like not clicking potentially? Is that ever so so I would say yes, I felt like I've outgrown people. Um so, but for me, what that looks like is how am I interacting with you? So it, it, so to me, there are levels of connection, right? So they're mm-hmm. the people that are my friends and then they're the people that are my, you know, my, what, they, what we call them associates, acquaintances, and people to me slide between those positions within your life, right? And so there are people who at one point I did consider friends and then at, at a different point, they're just my associates or acquaintances because, you know, I've changed and the level of conversation they're having and the way in which they're having conversation. And you can imagine as an out queer person, the person, the, the kinds of people that I could have, you know, been close with and have certain experiences with not before I became this kind of person um, who is very visible and very open in the community. That changes, right? And so there are people who are a bit, I wouldn't say they're closeted, but they're also very private. And I think many never private, but they're very, they're a bit more concerned with being outwardly queer in a way that I'm not. And so there's an, and so and their conversations reflect that. And I can't necessarily be around that for a long time because like I roll my eyes at them and I don't want to talk down to anybody because that's not fair to them. They're just at a different point in their journey than I am. And so for me, how do I interact with, how do I interact with that group? 
then that group me interacting with that group looks like you know every maybe I'm in a WhatsApp group with them and and then I always check it. But every now and then I go in and I give my two cents and leave. Maybe they have one event, they have a range of events, and I attend one or two to show my face. Um, but that's it, you know, because I'm at a different point in my life, um, and so I won't. You're my, you, you're not my friend, friend, but you're an associate, and you're somebody I have no issues with, and that's it. Versus the people who are my friends, that if I am having something they have to be on the list. So like when I was having my Christmas party, you know, certain people being there was non-negotiable, right? Whereas others, mm. it was like, space open up, space open up, right? And, and that's kind of how I gauge it, right? And that will change in terms of where you are in your life. But, and that's why I also don't necessarily feel like I need to have certain conversations because to me, the connection just becomes different and you'll still be there. You just be further out in the orbit than the people that are close to me. Mm-hmm. So follow up Christian, and this might be a tangential point, but I'm thinking about what Kareem said earlier um, about like some people thinking you and them are super close, but you don't necessarily experience the relationship that way. Do you think the people in your life are aware whether they are friends, associates, or acquaintances? I, yes, I am very much, I think my actions are very clear about, um, I, I'm, a, I'm a girl that lives in a good old WhatsApp group. <laughs> WhatsApp group. If you and I are not in a special WhatsApp group, either me create or I was one of the original members of that WhatsApp group, we are not that close, girl. That means when I feel funny <laughs> online, I am not sending it to you. I am not trying to get you to keep with me. It, I, that's just it. And I think I'm very clear and obvious about that. I'm very clear and obvious about when I need to go and have a drink, who I talk to, who I reach out and say, girl, let's go. And I think if anybody don't, if anybody around me don't realize that they don't have that, that I clearly and very visibly have with other people, then that's not a new issue. I don't mm. think, as I think I'm very, I'm, I'm, if not explicit, explicit with my words all the time, my actions very clearly indicate who I am around, who I think about being around, and who I think about sharing space with. Um, uh, whenever, especially when me want to have something. So not just when I am invited out, when I want to have an event, um, when I want to have uh, a, a, an outing, Certain people, mm-hmm. you know, certain people are going to be there. But now I'm going to call him because he said, Tad, who call, call him on the podcast? But he must say, I'm going to get an invitation. Unless this space is not something I think he would particularly enjoy. He must say, I'm going to get there. So that's the thing. I and mean, if your name never comes up, anytime you see me post, I may go out somewhere, girl. Mm. But he, but usually it's, it's, it's you know, it's... Um, it's mutual in that way because usually I don't always come up, right? So, and I don't feel yeah. anything about it because I, can, I understand that. I understand in the same way, I understand that there are certain people that I have at a certain level and certain people have me at a certain level. Um, yeah. 
it's usually not, it, there's not a lot, lack of clarity when it comes down to me and my friendships and the relationships I get into. The only type of, the only type of situation when, you know, I always have to make sure everything written down clear, fully expresses any type of romantic engagement. But in that because the, the proper part of my brain always work, you know, then fuck it. So just to be clear, listeners, just to review, if you are not in a WhatsApp group with a general, you are not his friend. What do you want to you? <laughs> well, not just WhatsApp group, but you know, phone <laughs> group on some social media app where you where regularly you get some 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 link get signed, some funny thing. Don't don't WhatsApp oh, now. You said what you said and stand by. <laughs> But you know, I'm a friend of me on WhatsApp group with me, and I know all of the WhatsApp group names by heart. So okay then, <laughs> okay then, right? <laughs> Hold on. Hey, I love it when Kareem has this. Oh my God, my tail at him. Purposefully come upstairs by myself, and I'm a room because I don't back, so I better not bother me and up there by a scream. Sure. Um, so I I can honestly say, and this might be one of my toxic traits, I think I suck at like letting people know where they stand. Like I'm definitely the person who like let them run with whatever they think. So that's why I think I end up in the dilemma where people are like, who feel like they could call me at any other ungodly hours of the night or like invite me to anything or just like, oh, Kareem's my good, good girlfriend. I'm just like, eh. Uh, we are we get along. I don't know about so we're good good girlfriends, but the ones who are my good good girlfriends know who are the good good girlfriends. Like like the girls who get it get it, and the ones who don't know. Um, but I, so, I in, such an invasive comment. <laughs> I just want to, that's so invasive. So so if you don't get it, you're still not you're still not sure where you stand in <laughs> so I'm not like Glenroy. Like I don't have, I don't, you know, I'm not as outward with it. It's just like, oh, okay. Like you'll see me in passing, and they're like, oh my god, Kareem, and they like throw their hands around me. I'm just like, hey, how are you? I'm great. As opposed to like when you see like an F5 link up, it's like, all right, bitch, what's up? So, long story short, those who know know. Um, I forgot the first question, corner. What was the first question? The one before. Um. If everyone knows their position, essentially. Oh, I don't remember what my question was, but I the one thing I would say is I do think because of your personality, I think it's easy for people to like not be always aware because you're like very nice and accommodating and very. sweet and you're there for people. And so everyone's like, you know, me and Karim, we tight. Whereas like you're like, oh, I, I wasn't aware of this. That's news to me. Um, yes. But I mean, that's, that's because just... I'm moving like all these different circles too. It's like, it's hard. And it's like these, even though I move in these different networks and circles, I still, and yes, there might be people, a few people there that I'm like close with or I'll, you know, share certain things. Even then it's still like, well... If we had a WhatsApp group chat, I don't think you'd be in it. <laughs> like, if there was a WhatsApp group chat, you wouldn't be in it. So it's it's, it's an interesting dilemma. It's something that I'm working on too, because I'm realizing that 
I can't keep giving everyone access to me like that. Like it's, and it's not even on some cocky shit, but I'm really, it's starting to drain me. And, um, and I think I remember the other question, like in terms of like, like when, when, the, when um, friendships change or something, like as I recognize who I am and what I enjoy, as I recognize how I'm changing, I just don't see myself aligning with certain people anymore. Um, I don't have, I don't necessarily feel the need to have a conversation with them but I just don't see myself aligning and I move accordingly. So I'll show up yes to one or a few things that they have, but it's like very few and far between. And then I think eventually they'll just stop, they just stop inviting me. And I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I don't deal with that. It makes it easier for me. Again, as you can see, I don't do well with awkward conversation. So for the oh. record, Daniel did not answer the question that you had asked about, you know, him and the changing dynamics. I don't think he fully answered that question in true Cornell style. Sorry, well, remind me, what was the question? The very first question about, you know, managing changing dynamics. So you gave your follow-ups to like, to respond to the points, but I, I don't think you properly kind of talk, said how you deal with those kinds of changing dynamics and how you deal with, um, you know, growing and be, becoming different and, and all of that with the different friends. Well, you did say you don't have a lot of friends um, and you got into that a little bit, but, how do you deal with it? How do you kind of yeah. draw these distinctions and those lines? You, you know what? I need to stop saying I don't have a lot of friends because someone told me I have a lot of friends. Um, and I think I probably do. So I think uh, having check-ins is important. Um, I mean, I don't... I mean, Karima's already used um, F9 as an example, so I'll use something different. But so for... And I mean, part of it is like being open to being accountable. So I've had friends uh, in my life who have had to be like, these are, so you did this thing this one time and this is how I expect my friends to show up for me and you didn't do that. So putting you on notice kind of thing. And I was like, okay, true, noted, address that. Uh, similarly, if someone has done something I find offensive or insulting, I'll be like, okay, this is what you did at a particular moment. And I felt some kind of um, away about it. And some of those conversations have required like multiple conversations for us to like come to a, um, a place where we're good. And I'll be honest, I, I'm not someone who likes confrontation. So sometimes it takes me a while to be like, this is how I've been hurt in a particular situation. But I think, I mean, to, to both of your points earlier, if you are invested in maintaining a certain kind of relationship, you you do need to, you need, because otherwise you're just like walking in actions and being like uncomfortable and resentful, um, which is something that you don't want. And I think building that kind of practice has also been important for um, my own relationship because, you know, there are also been conversations where you're like, so you did this thing. And I was about that. So, which I mean, can be like very uncomfortable and awkward and, and difficult, but uh, the, the way, what I, what I try to keep in mind in those moments is that people that wouldn't be bringing that kind of stuff to you unless they were like invested in like addressing or like fixing it or moving forward with you in, in a better kind of um, relationship. I did have a potentially messy question about the WhatsApp chat though. So, I, 
but no, I this I'm sure this this cat would just be. <laughs> so there's usually at least one person who how do I describe this? Um, there's this thing when like if there's usually like the one person who's kind of I don't want to say not the butt of the joke. That's not the phrase or that's not the term. But there's usually like one person in the group that you're kind of like, mm, girl. Um, am I making sense? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not explaining it as well as I'd like. But there's there's like one in each group, and if you don't know who that person is, then it's you. I think I get where you're getting at. There's usually like a runt of the little character in a group of friends. Sure. Right? Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. Well, I'd like to think that for me and my friendships, it's usually, it really depends on what we're talking about, right? And so sometimes it's me, obviously, because I'm, I'm, I'm a crazy person, I'm different, but sometimes it's someone else, depending on what the conversation is. I think I, I don't do well in friendships where I feel like, for whatever reason, I, I'm not how do I phrase this properly? But it's almost like you see me as less than, and why the hell are we friends then, right? It's one thing to have a, be in a group of friends where, you know, they inspire you to be your best self. It's the next thing where everybody in the group look down on you. I, I really think it, it just depends on what we're talking about. So, every, you know, I joke, depending on the group that I'm in, that sometimes I'm just some man for other groups. So if, um, depending on if we're having a sexual conversation then. But it really depends on the group. It depends on what we're talking about. Uh, but I, 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 I'm not usually in a group where there's always just one person in the group where I kind of be like, because then the question is, and, I, and, and, and personally, I feel bad. I will inherently feel bad for that person. I'd be like, then. Why, why didn't they run with in the first place? And I tend to be around people who are very much upfront about, I think like attracts like. And so I don't think we, the, the, the groups of friends that I'm in would facilitate one person being there that just is supposed to be there in one way, shape or form. There may be one person who maybe not as outgoing as the rest of us, right? But that's a different mm. conversation. But there's usually something else about them that makes them fit squarely there. So of course, mm -hmm. when, we talk about, when we're talking about being outgoing, that's the joke there. But then it's something else. So, mm -hmm. because I also don't think that's helping. I think if you keep that person in your group, okay, if they're always the odd one out, so to speak, then why are they there? Like, mm -hmm. well, what 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 makes them central to the group? I guess um, mm. a, a, a big component of the friendship circle is they're the person that's always like, mm. Mm -hmm. but I do have a question about being able to maintain friendships across these long distances. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd love to hear both of your, your perspectives on it because, of course, most of my friends are here in Jamaica. Um, and so uh, it's it's easier for me um, to do that. But of course, there has to be a certain kind of intentionality, especially in the, I'm thinking F5, but I imagine you guys have other friends that are in different parts of the world. And, and so what, what is that like? Mm. Karen, you wanna go first? 
Um, sure. Because one thing I was thinking about was just like even like the within group dynamics and how those have somewhat maintained themselves over the years. So like who was even we're all, you know, all cordial in the group. We all get along. Um, you were closer with some persons and that and I feel like for me that has kind of like maintained itself over the years. But in terms of just like maintaining long distance friendships, um, I think for us, and I'm thinking like F5 specifically right now is like those check-ins that we have. Well, we have a WhatsApp group where at any given time, something might sh trigger off and we might have a quick kiki about it. Somebody might have a weird dream about somebody in high school or blah, 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 their conversation ensues. But then there are also those times where we have like a steady like check-in um, of like, okay, I don't know, Zoom, uh, you know, we'll be here for God knows however long. Maybe we're doing breakfast, maybe we're doing an evening thing or whatever the case may be. I so this is like my other long distance friendships and I'm thinking about those that when I when I moved here, not a lot of those survived, honestly. Like, and we were really, really close, but not a lot of those survived. Like, I just the other day, oh, I forgot about this conversation. Just the other day, um, there was this girl, her and I, we went to church together. And, you know, we were, we called ourselves best friends. We were really close. Um, but it was one of those things where I didn't, the moment I felt like I was, coming into the awareness or like living into the awareness of who I was as a queer person, I felt the need to kind of like cut her off. Um, because she had said one comment about some other queer person a long time ago, I was just like, immediately I was just like, okay, you're not safe. I can't come to you and say I'm gay because you had this perception of somebody else. And it's funny because we had the conversation and she was, she was hurt by the fact that I said that because she didn't per she didn't think that she would have reacted like that towards me and I was just like well you said it about somebody else I just immediately thought that you know we should watch them across but we're still struggling to put it back together um even ha after having that conversation like yes we'll check in like hey how's it going but it wasn't as like back when we were like 15 16 17 and just like laid up in each other's bed talking about random shit um but yeah, some of those friendships did not really survive and we're still cordial. Like we see each other on Instagram, Facebook and so on, but it's not the same as when we were living in on the island together and they would come to my house or we would go to each other's house or we'd be out in Emancipation Park or something of that sort. So I might not be the best in terms of like figuring out how to sustain some of those. And then again, I was younger, so I didn't necessarily have the tools and resources I have now. I feel like now there would be more of an effort, especially on my part, um to have those conversations or to 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 be more intentional about how we cultivate those types of friendships because they were definitely they they did what they needed to do when I needed them like they showed up for me when I needed them to show up for me especially just navigating queer life in Jamaica or just being queer in Jamaica so yeah I let me see so I think in terms of so yes, having a WhatsApp uh, group helps. I also think we make somewhat regular efforts to see each other in person. Um, but I, I also think in some cases, the distance actually helps because when we do have the opportunity to connect, we can be like, oh, you know, this has been happening and I, that's been happening and I've been up to this. And so it gives us something to 
um, talk about and catch up with each other on. I also think in some cases, distance allows people to um, become a version of themselves that they might not have had the, the space to do, the opportunity to do if we were all in Jamaica potentially. I'm not sure how it would have played out, but I have a, a very close friend who lives in uh, the Southeast Asia region. And we became like, I mean, we were like good friends back in Jamaica, but we became really close as a result of like studying abroad because we both came into our uh, queerness and we were able to like talk about, and I mean, I don't, we wouldn't have been able to have those conversations. Like if we were studying in Jamaica, I don't think part of that is we, we weren't like geographically close enough um, to see each other. What am I trying to say? I think part of it is like seeing how each other's life is like playing out online. And I don't think we would have been like having those images if we had stayed, because I would not be necessarily out and about going to parties and all these things in, in, in Jamaica, right? But because we were able to be like, oh, you you went to this thing or you're like in, in this group or whatever, whatever, we were able to like, oh, you know, shared queerness, all of these things. So um, yeah, yeah, but I mean, there, there are a couple of people that I have like quarterly uh, check-ins with to be like, oh, you know, what's going on in your life? And it doesn't feel strained or distant. And I think sometimes those conversations are productive because I, th I think there are some friends that you're close with, but if you spoke to them every day, it would get like, you know, it might get a bit like flat or or boring. So some people, it's like good to be like, hey, boo, let's do an information dump for like an hour and a half. And then, okay, I'll talk to you in, in another like three, four months. And that works in some cases, you know? So <clears throat> I think we've been talking about like when a friendship dies, a natural death or not. But what, what happens when it's a murder? Meaning... What? Yeah, because what happens when a bitch did something? Like, how do we how do we handle that thing? How do we process well, that? I've I think I've already given an like a, an example of that earlier. So I'd be curious. I mean, I don't know. I I sometimes still think about you and that drinking bath water comment. I don't know if that was an example of such murder, but um, I remember what you said. You ain't had to bring that yeah. up. We, we friends now. We cool. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we don't. All right, never mind. Okay, well, actually, but that, that's that's such a really great example, though, of like working through conflict. You know, right. Because... No, but everybody knows I'm, 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 I, I call myself the evil queen for a reason. <laughs> you can't use me. I mean, but I, what I will say is, if me, if I have a bad fall, falling out with somebody. Um, I, I, I'm of the principle, I don't really start things, but I will finish them. Um, it takes a lot for me to be able to then get back to a place where I feel like I can trust you, I can be around you, because I'm a loyal person by nature, and once you show me a certain, what I consider to be disloyalty, it's very hard thereafter. And for me, if I think about that particular, you know, friendship, there were there was an intentionality on both our parts to fixing things, 
Um, and I think that's why we're even closer now than we ever were before, because there was, there was accountability, there was an intentionality. Uh, but generally, I mean, maybe let's say once certain things, certain things happen, you're dead to me. Um, yeah, just some stay like, there's no, like if you, if Monsieur do something and it feels like you disloyal or you stab me in my back, that's just it. Like, because then, because that, because what that does is make me question everything and all, the entire interaction and how you really felt and how you did a store of things. And then I say, ah, okay, this is what you really felt. I say, okay, bye. And I can move on very easily. And that usually gets to people, you know, my ability to move on from whatever close friendship we had um, as if you're not, a, you no longer exist. Um, and I don't like getting there. So if I get there, then I guess I will. But if, but more here, but everybody must tell me at a stay bad one. Talk to me, Karim. <laughs> I've never, I've never experienced that, and at least not in, not in the space that I'm in. I think before, I've heard things, and I was, um, I'm, I'm this person. Like if I learn of it through somebody else or something, and it's like arms length apart. Like I know how to treat you going forward or how to interact with you going forward but I've never had a death by like murder where you know malicious or I don't know I, I would hope not I feel like I'm such a nice person at least I try to be such a nice person to everyone I don't know why anyone would try beyond jealousy I don't know why anyone would try to you know do anything to damage our friendship in that way so to speak um because I really try not to give that energy out to like other people. Like I don't try to bat. If if I hear something about you, I'm gonna come to you and be like, the streets are talking. I'm not gonna let you know where I get it from, but the streets are talking. This is what they're saying. Or um, I try to come to be like, well, you know, it would be. There's some truth to it. Like as a friend, like there's some truth to what they're saying, and you might want to just pay attention to that. But I try not to live my life in such a way that people would feel the need to go out there and, you know, jeopardize our friendship or our relationship like that. No, if you're just due to just bad man, I'm gonna be serious. You're just jealous on bad man. Uh, what about you, Cornell? Have you had a, has there been a murder? I mean, not really, apart from the example it gave earlier. Um, there, and I mean, to, to, that was a bit, I'm not sure if that's a fair example because that person was having, um challenges maintaining relationships with like several people and so um but i mean we've we've largely worked through all of that i think sometimes um people can be anxious and people respond in people respond what am i trying to say people respond to stress and like all of these things in like very different uh kinds of ways so like we were able to have a conversation about like what happened and why and apologies were made um but I also don't think I have I guess part of that too is it, it depends on what kind of uh like friends you have around because I know I know some people like thrive on on conflict in their relationships um, so you would go out with certain people and they are always cussing each other out and you're kind of like, oh, 
so this is what you but i mean that's not i don't know that that hasn't really been my experience um i'm like a fairly boring person so or i mean for all i know it could be the things that people are having these conversations behind my back and, and i don't know like who that's that's also a very uh, a possibility as as well because i do think there are these moments where it's easier to not have a conversation at front. so who knows have there been any other mur murders on your part besides well, that one so something did happen about a year and a half ago I mean, it was a learning lesson for me. It was a it was a learning lesson, but it was an important lesson for me. And what I will say is, and I also learned that, so there are two things, so there's loyalty, but there's also, there's a way in which anybody that's around me, if they feel like I've wronged them and they don't give me the opportunity to have that conversation, um, then it also shows me how you think about me, you know? Um, mm. And so it's what, cause even if I think about the, the example that we kind of gestured to, the, there's a reason why that became my reaction. And it became my reaction because I gave you an opportunity to clarify. I didn't just decide that you wronged me. And rather than use that opportunity, something else happened and it got dark. Um, and we've talked about it. And, and, and when I say genuinely, I can say our French, our friendship is really close. It's exceedingly close because of just where we are in our lives. And I, and I found myself becoming vulnerable with this person in a way I never imagined that I would have years later. So yeah, it, was, it was great for our friendship, enough, right? You know, I, I'm a kind of person, I do believe that, you know, certain forms of conflict can have productive results. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I'm, I'm confrontational by nature. I want to know what the problem is so that it can be fixed and it can be clear going forward. But if you're a person who feels a certain way about me, feels a certain way about things I'm saying, and you're not saying it to me, then it means that I can't trust you. Okay, so go ahead. Go ahead. And, 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 and that, that, means, that means I can never trust the value of, I can't trust what's happening within our engagements. But if you yeah. truly felt this way about me, but you never gave me an opportunity, you never said it, and I don't walk around, I see your praises. Because that's the thing, you see, when it comes down to me and my friends, I hold some down. I say, girl, let's do this, girl, let's do it. I take friendship seriously, right? And I look for opportunities. I celebrate my friends, I'm here for my friends. I put them on when I can. And so if, you're my friend and you have a problem with me, and you don't say something. I don't know, I'm gonna look like away as I'm. I can be a mean person, not really intentionally, but maybe in my shady little comment, you thought there was more than, than you know, harmful play, harmless play. Um, and you took something from it instead of kind of saying that to me. or. Yeah, I assume say somebody else was saying something around me and I was joining in because mm -hmm. I, I just decided that, okay, this is y'all, right? I'm not saying anything. 
And I probably just say to a person, you need to say that to that person because I because maybe you and them have a separate relationship that I don't want to get into. And you make certain assumptions about that. Rather than say, this is what I would have liked from you, you treat me a certain way because of it. To me, that tells me how you see me. I'm gonna say, oh, okay. And so once I get an understanding of how people see me, I work within those frames, you know. So once you show me how you see me, I work within it. And that's why I call myself the evil queen. The minute you, you consider me the villain in your story, I become her majestically. Quite mm. easily. I don't like being her, but it's also very easy for me to be her. So that's the thing. Um, and and when, when a friend treats me that way, it hurts, but then I know how to move forward because yeah. that's how you see me. So you've raised an important um, point because I do think, and this is, I've seen this happen in my own friendships um, where there's a thing you want to address, but you aren't confident or you, yeah, you aren't confident that that person will be able to like, like hear and receive that without it going like south real fast. Um, and I think that can be a fairly common problem. And so sometimes it's easier to, to not say anything in an attempt to kind of try to maintain the, the, the relationship. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and say that, you know, I remember during undergrads, you know, someone had said that they were hesitant to say something to me because they're like, oh, you know, you're sensitive, whatever, whatever. whatever. And I was just like, okay, true. Um, fair enough, but I, I still like to know and we were able to have that conversation. But I'm not, it's not always the case that someone will be able to like respond or like process that in the way that you hope they would, um, especially when you've seen other examples of them, of, of people trying to like have a conversation about certain kinds of um behaviors that's that's I mean that's not something that I am kind of trying to grapple with in uh into my own but I mean I I, I take your, your your point though to respond to that though so that's a fair that's a very fair comment maybe a girl you see a girl dogging out or going in on somebody in a particular way and it's a lot Jesus if then be with this person so if I say this to them then where will I go but then you see I have I have a policy and a principle you know you give girls grace right and then mm. it to the core. It can't be that because of that one example that could be contextualizing that person's mind in any which kind of way, that you ignore all the other good-natured interactions that you've had with a particular person. Uh, and that they have demonstrated different positive qualities that resonate and so for me and how I approach it is, there may be something concerning happening, whether it is with me or one of my friends, give that girl grace and see what happens. And I always, I always say to people, and listeners when we listen to me, that's why I always approach things as questions. If something happened and I feel a way about it, I ask a question. I say, so you did, 
where, where, you, where were you coming from with this? What did you mean by this? You know, why did you do this this particular way? And, and this is why I'm asking it. I give people the platform to clarify, especially because I am oftentimes misunderstood. I, I, I think it's incumbent upon me, especially with the people that I care about, to give them the platform to clarify where they're coming from, right? Um, and I give my girls grace. And I give my friends, not just anybody, especially my friends, I give them grace that they don't mean me harm. And even if they say something that, that could be reasonably regarded as harmful, I give them that grace. And the minute I don't get that grace, I'll switch you off and I'm in it. Mm. Yeah, I can. I... Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I said that that grace piece um has been whatchamacallit has been sticking out for me recently. Um only because like there's a lot going on in my life. So I'm not really like showing up for my friends in the ways that um that I would want to or they would want me to rather, um, some of them. And that grace piece was really um present for me because I was thinking like, damn, like you know I'm going through all these things. Why are you like why aren't you extending me that grace of like, oh shit, he might have legit forgot or, oh shit, his mind is probably just not here right now. Or, oh, you know, but instead of just like, well, you said you're going to do this and you never did. And I understand the frustration because I did agree to do it. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm saying, if this isn't my current, like my, I don't have a track record of not showing up, of not being there for you, then why are you coming at me like this? Like, and that's the thing that you keep understanding. I, I get where she's coming from. I get what's happening. But at the same time, it's like, no, bitch, it hurts. Like, give me, show me some grace. Um, I know we're running out of time, but there's one thing I do want to say. We've been talking about, like, existing friendships. Have y'all been finding it hard to, like, like adult friendships? Like, what are those like for you um, in your big age? Like, now? So it's interesting. Um... I've become close with somebody. I mean, a lot of my friendships are going out of work because those are the people that see me most. Um, but I became close with you know somebody who started working with us. We were very close, and 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 primarily because you know this person has has, and I think it's just their nature. They're able to see beyond um, my big persona and the hardened exterior that I have. And I think people who have that skill it's easier for, for me to become closer with them because it's always easy to see me. Glenn, the character, Glenn, the big personality, it's harder to see the person behind that. And that's, it's been fun and, and good and, and enjoyable getting to know somebody who, can, who has that kind of skill. So it's, it's also not necessarily difficult for me to, in my big age, but I do a lot of times go into interactions thinking, well, me, I have enough friend already, you know, so I need to kind of, I need to see what you're coming with before I give you what comes with uh, being my friend, you know, and, and, and that consideration of what comes with being my friend. Um, but just to kind of tie up that last bit about Chris, because it's really important to me, and I, I try to, to say to other people, especially my children, because sometimes I'm not each other grace and it's a nine and one looking at an eight. It's also the fact, I think I take a lot of, I take for me, the fact that you don't give this person this grace, there's something in that. Why? Why are you not giving this person that, but for one or two things that they've done, 
has been a good person to you as far as you you would have expressed that they've been a good person to you so what's at the heart of not, you not giving them grace and if and and that's what worries me about any type of interaction that i made that i feel like i do something and somebody doesn't immediately say oh maybe they're having a bad day those are the friends i want in my life at this stage people who will say maybe glenn is just having an off day because if you're not giving me grace, if you're concluding that the thing I did or did not do means I'm this person, that means you inherently think I am this bad person. Why are we friends? So that, that, that's where I'm tying it. So who we're willing to give grace also says a lot about who, what, how we see people and how we value them. So it's, mm. you know, maybe gauge very important to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. That's something I'm going to uh, keep in mind as I, as I move forward. Um, to, I mean, yeah, to, to respond to Kareem's question very briefly. So there, there's two things, and I mean, this might not be unique to like adulting uh, friendships, relationships, so forth. The first thing is I, I find myself all of a sudden um, in terms of social activities, like everything is now a couple of events, like everyone is now in a relationship. And so I feel like one of those people that I used to resent in my early 20s, where it's like a group of like couples doing all the things, right? Like going to dinner and like going for road trips. It's like a, like a thing. So that's been like really interesting. Um, the, the other piece is a couple, so, well, so a couple of my friends are now in, in a place where they're having children and so they aren't as available in the way that they used to be. And so that is, you know, hard to adjust to. Um, But I'm also trying to lean into this kind of like Uncle Cornell kind of role, um, which includes like buying birthday and Christmas gifts and and, and so forth. But it's, 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 it's a weird thing for you to be like previously being able to like meet up for coffee or like go out in an evening and be like, mm, I, I, I can't because the, the baby's not going down or childcare. And it's just like, oh, right. So those are two, I, I mean, I guess, quick observations. Are there things that you've noticed in your life during why you asked? Um, yeah, because, and especially now, like Lenoir, people at work that are, they see me more often, um, we've become like really close. Uh, I'm still struggling to make queer friends. I could say that much. Cause like in terms of if y'all, if we weren't friends already, it's, it's hard. I don't know if it's my own, um, my own kind of like hesitation or just, um, I don't know, but it's just weird over here trying to make friends with like other queer men, especially. But like, I've had some friends who have been really like showing up in my life in a way that I'm just like open. Um, Cause I, I can honestly say I wasn't necessarily open to making new friends. Cause again, my whole thing was getting F5 here and making F5 like friendships. Like I, it took me years to get over that. Um, but now that I'm, I, I guess I'm like, it's just, happening organically or like the pandemic we've been in the same pandemic bubble for the last two three years um we become really close and i'm just like oh wow i could really consider you guys friends and you guys like if you guys can see me friends i consider you guys friends and it's like you know it's a it's a two-way street as opposed to the ones i mentioned before so 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not clear where everybody's having kids or attending couples events just yet, but <laughs> that's definitely something I don't know how I'd handle when I get there. We'll see. I'm not attending no couple event. Who the hell am I going to bring? Y'all can keep that shit. But to the people that will be up on the south, right, I will host it, though. I host a mean couples event. Right? I come up with some good games. Right, I love a truth out there, all of my messes, so maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the really fun, and this is just me being practical, the really fun thing about it is it makes um, planning a trip, like accommodation for trips much easier because you can put two people to a room, so. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, well, thank you so much, Cornell, for coming back, having a good old or Kiki, us the originals. <laughs> <laughs> and having a very spirited conversation like we've done in the past about, you. you know, something that um, as just, not just queer people, but as people happens in our lives, we grow old and we change. And um, how do we deal with that? And how do we deal with those kind of shifts and moves? Um, so thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for the invite. Uh, and we hope to see you in the future ever so often, you know, Dr. Gray. Now maybe I don't <laughs> know, you know, the doctor finished, you know, you can pass through, you know, we, we'll talk, we'll get it done. But uh, <laughs> thank you listeners as well for um, keeping up with us, for listening to the podcast, for tuning in. I met somebody the other day that told me that, told me that she listened, she loves the podcast. So big up yourself. Um, as usual, you know, if you have any feedback, you can reach out to us at Fish Deep Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook, as well as Fish Deep Podcast at gmail.com if you prefer to do that. Um, like, share, subscribe, rate us, give us feedback. We're on all the platforms. So if, if you're somewhere when I usually get it, maybe I travel and I get it at place, you can probably get it on another platform. We popular. Um, them say COVID done, but it's really done, right? So still social distance when you can, wear your little mask, sanitize, right? Wipe it down. For to put it down a mouth because get wild, no one latch up in the back of your throat or anything like that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and as I always say, my is sophisticated. Bye. Bye. <laughs>